Thank you for tuning in to the Repairs of the Breach podcast. We pray that this message reach, repair, and restore as our pastor, Calvin King, delivers a message from God. But today I want to talk to you about some things that's going on in the world, and I want to come to you from a point of the fear of God. Actually, what's going on right now in the world is fear, okay? And I want to talk to you about fear, but I want to make sure that you understand what we're talking about when we say fear. I told you before, in the kingdom that God has sent us to this earth, to establish or to extend the kingdom of heaven. God's not necessarily trying to bring earth to heaven. He's trying to bring heaven to earth. Therefore, he's using us as his governors, his ambassadors, to establish heaven on earth. So if you ever want to know what God's will for your life is, is to establish heaven on earth. God's way of doing things is how we're going to do it. So the world is going to look at you, and you're going to be totally different from the world because the world is full of darkness, and God has sent light into the world. So your ways are not going to be like the world ways. So don't get caught up in the fact that they're getting away with it. They're doing it. They're in the world. You can't do it. Why? Because you've been sent here on purpose. You've been sent here. So were they, but they got lost, and God is sending you to redeem those who are lost and establish the kingdom. One thing that God has equipped you with is a tool called faith. To every man is given the measure of faith. So when God sent you into this earth realm, he sent you here with faith. Faith gives you the ability to bring what's from the kingdom of heaven into the kingdom of the earth. Amen? So the things that you need, we've been talking about prosperity. We're going to get back to it, but I want to make sure that I deal with these issues that are facing us right now. So this thing that you get of faith, it gives you the ability to take from the kingdom of heaven and manifest it into the earth realm where you need it at, okay? So your faith is very, very, very important and it's very, very valuable. The Bible says that faith is more valuable than gold that perishes. So the devil is after your faith. He's not so much as after you, he's after what you put your faith in because he needs faith to operate his kingdom, Okay? Now, watch this, because if you put your faith in something, whatever you put your faith in, the devil's coming after that faith, not after that individual, that person, that house, that car. He's not after that. He's after the faith that you have in that, because he needs faith for his kingdom. The thing about it is that he can't use faith the way we use faith. Faith is full of light. Faith is full of hope. Faith is full of love. So therefore, he's going to have to alter it in order for it to work in his kingdom. So once he gets your faith, and transfer it to his kingdom or get you to come over into his kingdom with your faith, he has to alter it. We know over here that faith is advanced information that we receive from God for us to act upon. Once he gets a hold to it, it's the same thing. Advanced information that he received for us to act upon. He altered it. He GMO'd it. He altered it. So what you have over here now is that you have advanced information but you didn't receive it from God, but you act upon it. So he took God out of it. 
So now your faith turns to fear. So in the devil's kingdom, you have fear. In God's kingdom, you have faith. So when you come here and you step out into this earth realm, it's what you do with your faith is going to determine your destiny. If you keep your faith in God, you're going to go, you're going to grow, you're going to grow, and you're going to stop becoming, being like babes tossed to and fro. You'll be a mature, a mature Christian. But over here, if you allow your faith to be put in the hands of the enemy, it turns into fear. You don't grow. Actually, you regress in life. Or you get stagnated and you get frustrated with life. And that's what the devil's doing. He's trying to frustrate you with life and make you fearful more so than have faith. Because in faith, in your faith in God, you can move mountains. Over here, mountains become an obstacle, a block. You hear me? I find out now that people are fulfilling themselves or filling themselves up with fear rather than faith. All right. So what faith is done, faith is the tool that God gave you to establish his kingdom. But what's happening is that we're operating in fear. Well, how do we get fearful? How do we get fear enough? Let me tell you. All right? By what you see, what you say, and what you hear. The devil is smart. And he feeds you fear all the time. From a babe, he feeds you fear. Okay? All through your life, he feeds And some of us entertain it. How many of you like scary movies? Don't raise your hand. That's the devil saying yes. Because he's showing you something. Okay? And the thing about it, I'm going to show you how powerful it is because once you allow a certain thing to, to, to really get into your mind, your conscious, you know, even when you sleep at night, how many of you ever went to sleep at night and something that you were thinking about real hard invaded your dreams? Mm -hmm. The devil knows your conscious. He knows how, uh, how you operate. So if he keeps feeding you with fear, it will stay with you. And then when he pull on that thing, he got you. Okay. So since fear has been introduced to us, how do we handle it? Because the Bible said that we should fear the Lord. Well, what does the Bible mean when we say fear the Lord? Because he's telling us to operate in fear? No, he's not. God does not want you to operate in fear. He wants you to operate in faith. Most people who, who uh, a doctor told me this, he said, he said, Mr. King, he said, more people die of the fear of cancer than cancer itself. This is the thing that they do sometimes when they know there's nothing really wrong with you. They put what? Placebo? Placebo into your veins and make you think that they gave you a medication. And then you're like, oh, okay. And they're like, really? <laughs> it's what you think. So a man think it, so is he. So if the devil can make you think, you're finna die. Your worst fear will come upon you. Job said it best. He said, the thing I fear the most has come upon me. You've got to get control over this fear. It has introduced itself into our lives. We allowed it to come into our lives, and now we fear everything. See, can you think God is afraid of? If God was afraid, he probably would have gave the kingdom up when the devil took him on a high mountain. He probably would have been afraid to fall off. So he's not afraid of height. He's not afraid of drowning because he walks the water. You can't take a trip. You can't get it on the boat. You can't swim. All this because fear is telling you what you cannot do because it has robbed you of your faith. So what I want to do today is help you to understand the world that we're living in 
And what's happening in the world, a lot of things are happening because of money. I told you last week, money answers all things. And because this virus is going out now, now you hear every country throwing money at it. We need to throw God at it. His name above every name. But, again, when we think about it, let me ask you this. Why do you think God would send you and tell you to lay hands on the sick if you're afraid of catching something? But, see, the world's not going to tell you this. You know, some of you already bought all your masks. I ain't saying don't be, I'm not saying don't be cautious, okay? A prudent man prepares himself in a, a, a the other side of the coin, he don't prepare for nothing. He just take him away. So you can be wise. You know, I don't have nothing with you using that uh, Purex that, that lotion down your hand. I don't have no problem with it. They have it all in the hospital. When I go visit somebody, I use it too. I don't want to catch. You just like you can catch a virus. You can catch a virus. So I want to protect myself from it. But if it does come, I've got a God who has given me power that I'm going to trust through the process. I mean, just think about it. He called us into this world, and he knows what's in this world. Nothing catches God by surprise. All right? So what we've got to do is challenge this thing of fear and get, our, get ourselves together so that we can have an answer to those who are in the world. There are a lot of people out there in the world that are afraid and don't know how to handle this thing, and they look into us. How y'all handle it? What are you prepared to do? Well, I'm fully persuaded that this coronavirus cannot separate me from the love of God. So I don't have to be afraid of it. It needs to fear me. And I know that's taking you deep. Okay. And that's one thing I hate, the fact that we're not exercising our faith, that we can stand our faith up when the test of time comes. There are going to be pestilence from this time on until Jesus comes back. He told us in the last days it's going to get worse and worse. I'm going to show you some stats and show you some stuff today to show you that it's getting worse, but God's still the same. Amen? So let's talk about this. Since we're in this kingdom, God has called us. Let's talk about this fear, the fear of the Lord. 1 John 4 and 18 says this. Cast out fear because fear has torment. He that fear is not made perfect in love. Watch this. There's no fear in love. And the Bible says that God is what? So there's no fear in God. God's not afraid of you, and you should not be afraid of God. The problem is because we're in this world, the devil tells us we messed up, so God's coming to get us. I told you last week, that is true, but not the way the devil tells you. Yeah, you messed up. God is coming to get you. He's coming to get you out that mess. Just like if you had a child, and that child would fall in a muddy puddle, Puddle of wood, and you saw it, you wouldn't even wait on the baby to cry out. You already run into your child. That's what God does. Because he loves you, you got caught up, or you tripped up, or you messed up, you did something wrong, you fell in the muck and the mire, you got into sin, and God's coming to get you out, not coming to punish you. The devil gave us a bad image of who our God is, and therefore we're running from God rather than run to God. God is love. And there's no fear in God. I don't have to be afraid of God. I don't have to be afraid God's going to get me. God, not out. If God wanted to get me, he can get me. I can't stop him. He's too big for me to stop. No, God, you can't touch me. You, really? 
No. There's no fear in love, and God is love. So I'm not afraid of God. If I mess up, if I'm twisted, if I'm bent all out of shape, I still can go to God and say, God, I know you love me. I'm messed up. I'm jacked up from the flow up. I keep messing up. I keep doing wrong. But God, you love me. Now, God, help me. And there's mercy. But perfect love casts out fear. You hear that? Because I love God. I know God loves me. I'm not afraid to go to God. So whenever you mess up, what do you do? Don't tell me. Let me tell you what you should do. Okay? When you mess up, when you do something wrong, go straight to God. God, I did it again. I messed up again. God, you said in your word that if I mess up with my brother, that I should forgive him seven times? No. He said, but 70 times seven. God, I know this is 70, probably 90 times or whatever, but God, I keep coming to you because I got to get over this thing. I don't want to get comfortable in my sin. I don't want to get comfortable in what I'm doing wrong. I don't want to get comfortable in hurting you. God, help me get out of it because I want to please you. That should be the conversation. Amen? All right. So, there's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Then I got it right with God. I know God's not out to get me. It casts out the fear. I'm not afraid to go to God. Why? Because fear has what? Torment. Fear has torment. Fear cannot be controlled. Faith unleash is what you want to do. Just stop trying to control your faith and let it get out there and do some things. That's, that's, well, fear has to be controlled. The problem is we don't know how to control it. I can watch a movie. I sat back and, and watched a movie. Uh, I don't know what that was. Me and my wife watched something, and I can, sense, I can tell something finna happen. It wasn't a real scary movie, but it was a thriller, intense. And when it changed the music, you kind of know something finna happen. So what I do, she get ready to get to that. I said, hey! Well, oh, something even happened. I done jumped. I, I, it, I, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to control the fear. Make her jump when I, you know. And then there's something that happened. My jump, like, I'm, like, I'm pointing at her like she was the one. Because she wasn't watching me. But I jumped. And she didn't know I jumped. So I say, you jump. And some of y'all out there do the same thing. Yeah. Well, what it is is that we're inducing fear to our lives. And that fear has torment. Fear has torment. God wants you to hear that. When you're releasing fear into your life, fear has torment. Some of you right now, because of what they said about this virus, you're afraid. Scared to go to work. You don't want to shake, you don't want to shake nobody's hand no more. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know. Fist bump. What are we doing? We're yielding to it. We're giving it place. You hear me? When we ought to be able to stand in our faith and say, God, look, what, what, let me ask you this. What, what, you know, that's that virus that's taking over people. What if, what if God sends you to the hospital to pray for somebody? How are you going to handle that? <laughs> so, so give me all the gloves and all the, all the protective devices and everything. Let me ask you this, and I hate it, and I pray to God that it don't happen. What if your child So are you going to treat your child and stand off on your child? You know what makes you not do it that way? Love. So if you can love your child, why you can't love the ones that God sent you to redeem? See, we want to use our faith for one thing, but not for the other. 
Oh, I use my faith for my baby because my baby innocent. But rascal, you got into it. You knew better. So, But faith is faith. I'm challenging us to grow up. Pastor, what if you catch it? And what if you die? For me to be absent from the body means I'm present with the Lord. That means I'm more than a conqueror. It's just like if you catch any other cold or flu, you fight it. If this come on you, you fight it. If it takes you home and be with the Lord, hey, God, you know what? I'm here. We don't have to be afraid like those who have no hope. So, therefore, we can be obedient to what God is telling us to do. If something takes us out of there, guess what? We, we, we okay still. You can't lose. So why are we afraid? I don't want to die. None of us want to die, but we all want to go to heaven. We, we want our cake and eat it too. We don't want to pay the price for nothing, but we want to give us everything. I want to have the biggest house and the finest of cars and the best of meals, but I don't want to pay for it. Really? In this world, money answers all things. All right. So therefore, fear has torment. God said, I want you to understand that. Anytime you let fear into your life, it has torment. It will torment you. It will get into you, and you will not be able to sleep at night. You will not be able to rest during the day because fear has invaded your life and stole your peace. He that is feared is not made perfect in love. Not in your walk with God, but in love. In other words, you don't understand how much God loves you. You don't understand his depth of love. You can't comprehend it. You can't hold it. You can't grasp it because fear won't let you. And God said, I want you to be perfect in love, and you're going to have to release your fear and stand on your faith. Let's go a little farther. To say we fear God does not mean that we are afraid of him. I asked my son, I said, Jordan, do you fear me or do you respect me? He said, I respect you. So even when Jordan does wrong, he knew I'm coming at him. It may be to punish him, but he's not afraid of me. He respects me in the fact that he hurt me. You see, what God wants you to do is to respect him enough that you don't want to hurt him. He is a father. He's a loving father. And what happens is that we want to do things that's against his will, just like any child does. But when you do it, God said, repent. Let's talk about this. Let's reason together. Because he sent you into this world. He knows there's some things that the world is doing that he told you you can't do. All right. 2 Timothy uh, clarifies this. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says this. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Or sound mind. Watch this. God has not given you that spirit of fear. Where did it come from? Why am I afraid of this virus? Why am I afraid of that? Why am I afraid? It was induced to us through the fall. And we've just been nursing it. We've been holding on to it, and we do it. Some of us are afraid of, of, of what tomorrow may bring. When God said, don't worry about tomorrow. There's enough evil in today for you to deal with. You know, you worry about tomorrow, and you got to get through the day. The devil's out after you right now, and you worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Really? So God said he gave us a, he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power. He gave us some power. He gave us love and learned how to discipline ourselves. And that's what the problem is. That's why we fear God, because we don't want to discipline ourselves. 
that in this kingdom, God sent you here because the world is going one way, you're going the other. He said, but you're going to have to have some discipline in order to stay focused on the things that I call you to do. So you be in there with them, but don't be among them. Don't be involved and don't get into what they get into. He said, don't copy the behaviors of this world. When you do that, then fear steps in and tell you God's coming to get you, and the devil ain't told you the whole truth. He's coming to get you out of it. God come as a deliverer. He wants to set his people free. So the definition of, 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 of fear, the fear of God is an awesome respect or reverence that's growing out of a greatness of his power. So in other words, I don't fear God, I reverence or respect God. I respect his power. I respect his ability. I respect the fact that he can't snap his finger and it's all over. With that kind of power, you don't just have your way with it. You respect it. Most of you all might not understand how God operates, but neither do you understand how electricity operates. But I can give you a pair of scissors until you go ahead and stick it in that socket. You might not understand how it operates, but you understand its power. And all the time you have to do it is one time. If you've never done it before, you will never do it again. Okay? You respect it. You ain't afraid of it. You'll use it to turn your light switch on. You know what? I go turn my light switch on, stuff like that. But if there's a naked wire in there, I ain't touching the light switch. I respect it. Because I saw what it can do. Well, I see what God can do. And I'd rather be on this side of God where I can use his power when I need it than to act a fool and go in and try to just don't care about how he operates and stick my finger in something that's going to destroy me. You hear me? All right. So God wants you, when he says fear him, he wants you to respect him. Fearing God means that you have such a reverence for him that it impacts the way you live. Don't tell me you fear God and you love God and you won't keep his commandments. We all say we love God, but how are you living? How are you really living? Because the thing is that if you love him, the love of God will restrain you or constrain you. I can't do what the world does because I love God. And the world makes it look so good. It looks so good. When they out there smoking that dope and they talking, they laughing, they eating up everything in sight. I mean, like, man. They go to the club, they dress up, and they look all good, smelling good, going to the club and everything. And Clint, they ride up and make it look good. Make me remember when I used to be out there, and I'm smiling and watch. Wait a minute. That was sin. And it only lasts for a season. Some of you in here, you're old school, and you're still trying to enjoy sin. Baby, your season's over. It's gone. Yeah, it's a dry season. Let it go. You can't get your groove back. I don't care what Stella said. <laughs> let it go. Put it on, let it go. All right. So the fear of God, respecting him, obeying him, and submitting to his discipline. Uh-oh. In this kingdom, God is not willing to let you get away with just anything because what? You represent him. So therefore, you can't do anything. That's why he created you to be in his image and to act like him. You're supposed to act like God. 
But you get into the world and get around these world of friends and you want to act like them. And God says, no, I'm going to discipline you. And I discipline you with the stripes of men. That's where the fear come in. Because with the stripes of men, it may be the sickness, it may be the virus, it may be, some, it may be somebody might steal, somebody may rob, somebody. these are stripes of men. It's what they get, it's what you get. Is it God's intent? No. He wants you to walk up right before him so that he'll withhold no good thing from you. But because you want to get into the world and do what the world do, now he's had to whip you with the stripes of men. Now you catch the cold, you catch diseases, you catch AIDS, you catch all these things. These are stripes of men. So don't be out there saying, I got God on my side, he loved me, and I can get away with it, I'm going to repent tomorrow. Yeah, but see, you, 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 you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas. Or ticks. Don't play with the mercies of God. Don't Play with the grace of God. You know you got a conviction. You want to keep that conviction. Whenever your conviction system starts to wear off, you're in trouble. If you can see and it don't bother you, that's an issue. That's an issue. If you, are, if you drink and you can invite me to go drink with you, that's an issue. That's an issue. So if I'm your pastor and you want to invite me to smoke a blunt with you, your image of me is wrong, and your level of respect is gone. You hear me? If you can't do it with me, you should not do it with anybody else. When you start to share your sin, your conviction for sin is gone. You're in danger. You become just like the world. The fear of God is an, uh, is an awareness that you are in the presence of a holy, a just, an almighty God. Knowing that he will hold you accountable for your thoughts, your words, your deeds, and your actions. Why? Because he's watching you. He sent you here to represent him to bring people into the light. So he's watching you so that he can protect you. So when you start going into danger, you know what happens? He convicts you beforehand. Most of you, most of us, get a conviction before we do the wrong. It comes through our thought patterns. You know you're getting ready to do wrong. But you go ahead and do it anyway. Why? Because all you got was a still, small voice. He wasn't going to force you to do it. He just let you know. You know you're wrong. Yep, but I'm doing it anyway. You hear me? God is faithful. What you have to start doing is listen to that small voice. Why? Because the devil ain't showing you on the other side. He ain't showing you what's going to happen. That when judgment comes through, God has to judge that action. He still loves you, and it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. That thing could have took you out, and you could have went straight to hell. But the hospital stopped you from going to hell. They kept you on life support so you can get it right with God before he sent you, before you go to hell. And therefore, now, you might go to heaven. Well, why did he keep me out of the hospital? Why didn't you stay out of sin? Sin is destructive, and we don't supposed to talk about it in the church. But where else are you going to learn about sin? Where else are you going to learn about sin? Sin does not just affect you, it affects those who are around you and to your generation, your children. If you'd like to learn more about the repairs of the Breach Ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.org. Want to stay connected to the church updates and news? Text ROTB 
to 24587. 24587. Thank you for listening and may God bless you.